Welcome back to Elevator Inspiration. Hey, you all. This is our Christmas lesson. It's going to be different, okay? Um, the title of this lesson is Live in the Light. This is a unique lesson. Um, I think it's real short, but um, it's unique. I think it's needed. Uh, again, I'm in the Cogent Legacy version. As I always say, see you in Sunday school. And uh, we have three outlines today. Okay, that first outline is the word. I like this. This takes us into the book of St. John, the first chapter, and look at verses one through five. And in those verses there, it says, in the beginning, God in the beginning. I was getting ready to say Genesis, Genesis 1-1. But John 1-1 says, in the beginning was the word. <laughs> And the word was with God, and the word was God. Now, notice now, I like how John identifies Jesus. He identifies Jesus as the word. That's it. It's the word. Now, I know that word is, is uh, um, um, logos, um, but it's, it's neat because it's the spoken word. And then notice the second verse. The same was in the beginning with God. So what we actually see is God coexists. Jesus coexists with God. He was there in the beginning. And then it gives us specific. All things were made by him. That is amazing. So, so some scholars said that, that God spoke the word and Jesus created says, without him was not anything made that was made. So he was part of the creation. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. Now there's that word, light of men. And this is, I think, what the lesson focused on. And the light shineth in darkness. Remember now. And the darkness comprehended it not. That's the first thing. God said, let there be light. And darkness was not able, able to comprehend the darkness, correct, correction, the light. Okay, so what is my takeaway? The Apostle Paul solidifies that Jesus is God, Christ the Savior. And I use the term the man God. Jesus is a deity. He coexisted with God in the beginning. And if you look at that scripture in Genesis, it says in the beginning, God created the heaven and earth. And if you look at that word God there, it's Elohim. It gives us the Trinity. And then notice how John says, in the beginning was the word. And then how he brings in the light of men. So light represents God, whereas darkness represents the opposite of God, or Satan, you can say, and what God is. God is light. So light is who Jesus is and how life in him changed the totality of the believer. That is amazing when you think about that. Okay, now we jump to Ephesians and the second outline, children of God. And then Paul writes here in verse 1 of the 5th chapter, it says, Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children. Now that's amazing how he said that. He described how closely 
a believer shall follow God's ways. And he used the term, dear children. Notice how children are so obedient. And I, I and you, it, you know, you was a child. If you have children, you know, you get in a crowd, the child stays close to you. So that's what he's saying here. Walk in love as Christ also have loved us and has given himself for us as an offering and a sacrifice to God as a sweet smelling savior. Then he jumps into it, telling us to walk with God as dear children, and then he gives what Christ did here on earth. He loved us. He given us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling Savior. So what is my takeaway from this? My takeaway is this. Believers must become imitators of God. Why? God has always wanted his created beings to become like him because he created humanity in his image. Think about that. The, when they got ready to make man, it said, let us make man in our image. That is amazing. We are in the image of God. He made both male and female and created them in his image. So we must become imitators of God. Now, how can we do that? All right. The next outline is going to explain that. Real simple. Real simple. Living the light. Ephesians 5, 6 to 14. So this is more of discipleship. This is a process. The longer we live, if we are striving for perfection, we will learn to lean on Jesus by trusting his promises and his providence. Because we jump into the sixth verse, even though verses um, uh, three, four, and five talk about darkness, uh, um, uh, living living a uh, immorality, that's the word I'm trying to say. We must live morally, not as the cultural dictate, but as God dictate. And notice how he says here, let no man deceive you. Don't let no one deceive you with vain words because of these things coming to wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. So after we believe now, we got to do this. Be ye therefore partakers, do not partake with them. That's the world. For ye were sometime, that's the word darkness, but now ye are light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light. Then it defines you for the fear of the spirit is all goodness, righteousness, and truth. If we are going to walk as children of the light, we're going to produce goodness, righteousness, and truth. Proving what is acceptable unto the Lord, having no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but we rather reprove them. For it is shame even to speak of those things which are done in secret. And then notice here 13, but all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light. Just as God spoke and said, let there be light, we have to speak the same thing in our lives. And we can remove the darkness and allow the light to come in for whosoever doeth make manifest is light. 
And wherefore he says, Awaken not that sleepers, arise from the dead, Christ shall give thee light. Now I highlighted the word light. Look how many times it is used here. Five times. So we, it's, it's a journey. It's a process that we have to walk as children of the light. And if we walk as children of the light, then we in turn reproduce the fruit of the spirit, which is goodness, righteousness, and truth. We can do this if we stay focused on Jesus. I like that. So what is my takeaway from this? My takeaway is light bears fruit. A lot of times we don't realize that. And it's goodness, righteousness, and truth, whereas darkness is fruitless. It doesn't bear, excuse me, it doesn't bear any fruit. Okay, so what is my lesson learned that I gained from this? No, like I said, it was a short lesson, but I gained this. Jesus is the light of the world. Think about that in this season. He is the light of the world. Therefore, believers must reflect him the same way as the moon reflects the sun. We cannot be crescent moon believers. Those are, you know, the crescent moon is a half moon or a quarter moon. We can't be half believers, but full moon believers. So I must remember that I cannot reflect Jesus' light unless I am in the light. So the thought to remember is walk in the light. Let me say that again. Walk in the light. Let's spend a few seconds here um, on reflections. You know, it, it, this is so important when you think about when you think about the scripture that we just went over. That key verse was be therefore followers of God as dear children. You know, and we talked about that earlier about being a child being a child following God as a child will follow his father be obedient be willing to remove the darkness from our lives and walk the, according to the way Jesus want us to walk that is so important you know many times we make mistakes and we think that because I made a mistake, I got to stay over here in this darkness. But that's the magnificent thing, is that when we own up to our mistake, and we realize that Jesus died on the cross while we were yet sinners. So what? I made a mistake. I need to go back to God and gain that fellowship with him. Because when Jesus died, he ripped that veil in two. And now I have access to God. I can go directly to him. And you know what you need to do. You know the mistakes that you've made. And you know if you confess, he is grateful to forgive us of our shortfalls and our mistakes. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you 
for sending your son to earth as the greatest gift we could ever receive. So help us to live our lives following our Savior. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Thank you.